This is the Overclocked Podcast, a regular dose of video game music and conversation from ocremix.org. This week, we run down a good number of remixes, some from past albums and others celebrating recent events, and top things off with a playlist of intense themes. for this episode. Aino is a beast for editing most of the past ones alone, so yeah, here's to a well-earned break. Alright, before we begin properly, there is some news I'd like to share, and it involves a recent album release with several featured OC remix artists. The Pixel Mixers released their first Sega collaborative album, Timeless Ocean, covering the Echo of a Dolphin series of games. It's an album that clocked in at almost two hours long, with 28 tracks spanning four different games in the series. Or five if you count the Sega CD version of Echo 1. Tune in with Chewie and I made arrangements for it, and posted session musicians Jamabat and Gamer of the Winds have also contributed. Despite the varying genres, this effort cohesively locks the ominous undertones that identify the series' music. Go check it out at pixel-mixes.com. And who among you are hyped for this episode's musical offerings? Let's return to Patchpen and listen to the newest mix posts in the Remix Rewind. Prophetic music and newcomer Takarina of Time bring us their contribution to Chronopolis, OCO's Chrono Cross album, and it's quite a contradiction, simultaneously chilled and chilling, but with a hot beat worthy of both the name Magma Bomb and its origins on Deathfire Mountain. The Creepy Pro writes, I love this whole soundtrack to death, but if I had to list the weakest song in the album, it would have to be this one. Only because in the game it is fitting, it works, but when you're just listening to the music by itself without playing the game, it just isn't as interesting. But this remixer has erased all that. This is super interesting now, and I would love to listen to this again and again. The transformation from booing soundscape to one that is immensely as interesting as this remix is blows me away. Honestly, great job to Prophetic Music and Tonkarina of Time. Thank you. 
Opa, Opa, that's the name of Fantasy Zone's first stage theme, and by blending it with the first and final pass themes, as well as some charmingly cheerful troopy chiptune trappings, our resident Sega fan Rexy produced a pleasingly poppy pleasure titled Opa and Over. This track is on OCR now, but it was originally created for Sound of the Sonic Stadium 2015, Tropical Paradise. So if you're looking for more, check out projects.sonicstadium.org slash sound dash of dash TSS dash 2015. Or just use the link included in the show notes. DJ Pretzel's write-up notes, drums, addictive drums plugin Poopev, are an absolute highlight here, integrating well, lending a lot of shuffle and swagger, and letting the chip lead elements do their thing, which they do. Plenty of trills, runs, and blazing lines, a dig the vinyl and fade in clav intro, and the general layering of detail and part writing is great. But most of all, it's just a bubbly, happy, and flamboyant Latin chip funk jam, working in harmony with the source. Fun! fan of Magnetic Aether's debut piece, then her new Chrono Trigger remix, Monstrosity Abhorrence, is probably right up your dark alley. It's a death metal take on Levos' theme and Magus Confronted that leaves the melodies mostly intact in spite of its apocalyptic abandonment of the original style, and adds on some original lyrics on top of that. They may be difficult to understand for anybody who doesn't listen to death metal often, so let me let you in on a secret. All of the overclocked remixes with lyrics, from Lady in Black to Honky Town, have their lyrics in a tab right there on the remix page so anybody can sing along, or at the very least satisfy their morbid curiosity. Sir Nuts on the judges panel writes, 
First off, thank you for reminding me of Blood Ceremony. I used to listen to them for a while quite a few years ago and somehow completely forgot they existed. They're pretty awesome. Your mix here is pretty awesome too. The arrangement is not that transformative, but there's more than enough personalization of the themes and through your excellent adaptation, I think you've managed to turn it into something else. Something a bit more evil sounding even. The performances are good, so no issues for me on that front. Rosovian gives us our first Octopath Traveler remix, courtesy of last year's Unoverclocked Christmas 12. So if you're trying to get your Christmas album together a few months in advance, or you need a festive fix to keep you going until then, this cozy arrangement of Flames Grace Guiding Light has enough heartwarming joy to go around. Valzar on the forums writes, I love Rezovian's chill aesthetic, and it fits perfectly with the slow, often relaxed nature of Octopath's OST. Flames Grace in particular is one of my favorite tunes because of how warm it feels, ironically considering the snow, and Rezovian keeps this feeling while adding some additional depths and twists as well. A great mix of a great game.
Hylie joins OCR with an arrangement of Snowpoint City from Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. Despite its brevity, A Snowy Wonderland manages to explore a vast range of moods, drawing you into the open adventurous feeling of exploring such a wonderland yourself. Lion Tamer on the judges panel writes, Opens up extremely conservative, so was looking forward to hearing it branch off. The strings fading in at 14 seconds were a nice touch, only hitting the counter melody at 21, which was another nice, subtle touch. Expanding things out into an orchestral suite was also a nice piece of business. Overall, a short and sweet, expansive take that puts Moo Meats on a skeletal suit with beautiful results. I thought it was personalized when it was straightforward as well as expansive, so I didn't think it was a close call. Cool approach, Jason. Timaeus222 takes Tangledeep's town tutorial and victory themes and blends them with Calamity of Dread from Dungeon Mans, another game composed by Zukon, to create a piece both adventurous and mysterious, both driving and cautious, with an emphasis on its subdued percussion and a blend of orchestra and synth, it manages to keep a consistent style while exploring a vast array of varied textures. Rexy, new member of the judges panel, writes, the production is very charming, all of the instruments are well mixed, the percussion sounds gorgeous, and the pitched percussion harps, bells, piano, etc. had proper attention paid to dynamics. And as an added bonus, the synth leads combining with the sound fonts generate a unique timbre that respects the pseudo-SNES nature of the source material. The stated extra time spent mixing the track to this meticulous detail paid off, that's for sure.
What do Metroid Prime and Zelda have in common? Whether your answer was dark versions of the heroes or simply really good music, the maiden submission of the band Respawn Collective, a medley of themes from both series meant to score a battle between their respective dark sides, might just be for you. Its title, Enantiodromia, is a psychological term referring to something taking on characteristics of its opposite, and is not a musical term referring to an awesome rocking medley of awesome rocking themes, as you might have assumed. Lamont Knight writes, There came a point where I knew I recognized the tunes but couldn't remember why, and then I recognized, wait, that's Zelda music. But that's an excellent way to incorporate Zelda into Metroid, it fits so nicely and sounds great with that instrumentation. The connection between Dark Link and Dark Samus is ingenious, both the characters themselves and their respective music are so thematically similar, this just makes sense. For a remix about two antagonists whose names literally contain the word Dark, this remix sure is brilliant. Rebecca E. Trep is at it again, this time with an unusually sinister streak. Despite its darkness though, the composer is still easily recognizable due to her beautiful use of harp and woodwinds, and if you pay close enough attention, you might also catch a didgeridoo. Hydra Shadow hails from At the End of Time, an album of Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross music released by Gamelock. You can find that album and others at GamelockRecords.com. Mr. Who on the forums writes, I'm really enjoying this one. Exotic is the word, this reminds me so much of Exotica music from the late 50s and early 60s. Maybe a laybackster arrangement or something from Martin Demi's Primitiva. FYI, I'm unfamiliar with the CC Seuss. Just a really colorful track piece that's playful and quirky, but also slightly unnerving.
Rebecca E-Trip is at it again. Again! This time it's a collaboration with Doc Jez Fu, a heartwarming arrangement of Undertale's Snowden Town theme, titled A Brief Respite. This one is super playful, especially once it starts passing its medley between the strings and the ocarina. It's pure and simple joy through and through. TDoc987 on YouTube writes, Snowden's theme has always reminded me a little bit of Zelda, e.g. Mabe Village, and this remix brings out the similarity even more. MS Elbowim writes, Never downloaded a remix so fast. This is brilliant. Reminds me of old Maple Story. Nuts brings his typical headbanging synth goodness to the stage 1 and 6 theme of the Genesis Schmap, Twin Cobra. He adds his own signature energy without changing the tempo or the melody by switching up the instrumentation and taking the solos way over the top, allowing the track to positively soar like a helicopter. Lemon Lime on the forums writes, this is why Sunat is one of my fave remixes. Even though I have no familiarity with the source tune, I knew anything coming from the nuts would be banging.
Sunat sends a second sort of slick synth good this to FTL, Faster Than Light's title theme. Chilled out, lo-fi, and just as spacey as the game in question, an open galaxy manages to keep it mellow while maintaining the grooviness of Sunat's regular repertoire. Dusk VST Week on the forums writes, this take feels like it shares some basic DNA with Yoshi Blade's DK2 mix, Be Kind Rewind, even down to the tape clicking in place sound. I really like this mix, and I love seeing the FTL soundtrack getting some love. This listens like it's an extension of an already great source, but it's a bit more groovy. I can feel contemplative shoe, but I can bob my head to it as well. Cool mix. OCR celebrates Ocean's Andrew's 40th birthday with two of his remixes, the first of which is his 50th posted remix and the game Rungan Midnight Maximum Tunes first. Filled to the brim with rocking energy worthy of the Yuzo Koshiro source tune, while simultaneously bringing move focused and subdued, OA gets a ton of mileage out of its trance trappings. The Boosty Boy himself wrote, I was going through my iTunes playlist and saw that this song had 134 plays and I hadn't even considered remixing it. Well, time to fix that. The original is about as perfect as a trance song can get, so I would need to take a left tune, while well, drifting hard obviously, on the arrangement. Adding a metal edge and keeping the trance elements was a really fun revelation for me, meaning I could have a bunch of powerful and precise polyrhythms under the saws and pads. It was a perfect match. Add in some trance-style breakdowns, a few solos, and an original section to complement the already great song, and we are off to the races. In my pit crew was the ever-excellent Nabil Ansari, who helped me tremendously in getting the exact drum sound I was looking for. I couldn't have gotten across the finish line without him.
And we cap off the Ocean's Andrew Birthday Bash by bringing that same signature energy to an absolute classic piece of music. This DKC2 remix brings a lot of creative interpretation to its source tune, and its title, Sticker Brush, is not a great example of that. I would instead direct you to the driving drums and the interplay between the two lead instruments, passing the melody between them without missing a single sweet syncopated beat. DJ Pretzel writes, Some additional mileage slash differentiation comes from the four on the floor kick used towards the end, which pushes things forward. There are also additive slash subtractive measures, some octave doubling, and of course production keeps a good deal of evolving motion going with modulation. What's not to like? Nothing. We aren't done with Donkey Kong Country yet, or even with Stickobra Symphony, but 744's take on the theme is submerged in aquatic ambience and drenched in 80s inspired lo-fi synth-pop. With two Dark Seuss tunes, one running deep with a calming undercurrent and the other brimming with hopeful energy, Drowning in Brambles manages to bounce these elements off of each other to fantastic effect. Oluge82 on the forums writes, Really glad to see this posted already. I loved it when I first heard it in the WIP forums. Hyperstar on YouTube writes, That's some video game techno club music right there. I'm getting lost in this magic groove. Spectacular remix 11 out of 10.
for these remixes and more, head on over to ocremix.org. The Playlist is a regular collection of listener-submitted recommendations so we can all discover music together. This episode's playlist was Serious Time. This theme brought out the battle tales from our listeners. The stories behind scars from Secret of Mana, Battletoads, and Kingdom Hearts were shared. Let's begin with a submission from Rexy. The tune is Slippery Climb, Stormy Ascent from Crash Bandicoot and Zane Trilogy. Here's the tale. One of the most difficult aspects about playing the original Crash Bandicoot is going after the gems. Not only do you have to break all the boxes, but you also have to play the entire stage without losing a life. Slippery Climb is home to one of the rare colored gems, which opens up hidden paths in other levels when obtained. It's not as easy as it sounds, as said stage is full of some of the toughest time jumps in the game. Acing the level requires you to not put a foot wrong, which is easier said than done. There's a few reasons why I picked the Insane Trilogy version though. Firstly, most levels removed the no death requirement for their gems, but the colored gems still have it. Secondly, it's even more obnoxious to do the time trial in this stage, due to the amount of hazards here. Thirdly, and most importantly, you also hear this music in the DLC Lost Level, Stormy Ascent, which is a longer variation with even stricter precision platforming. It's the stuff of nightmares among the Crash fanbase.
from Metal Black, Time. Composed by Yasuhisa Watanabe. Submitted by Electric Boogaloo. NES, Volkmeyer's Inferno Jet Turbo, submitted by Phoenix Down, who recounts, One of my proudest gaming accomplishments was when I managed to beat Battletoads on the NES without using warp zones. Despite it being the seventh stage in the game, Volkmeyer's Inferno, also known as the Fire Zone, was the last level I ever managed to beat. The early obstacles aren't so bad, dodging randomly generated fireballs and missiles. It's the final stretch that really tenses me up, as you have mere seconds to maneuver through small gaps in electrified walls that instantly kill you upon contact. Top that off with the music increasing in tempo after every checkpoint, and you have the very definition of a serious mode stage. The turbo tunnel is easy peasy compared to this.
From Tetris 99, Patchman picks a genuine classic and says, So I had been thinking about this for a while, and while I really wanted to submit something from a game I had played before, I kept coming back to this as the best possible example I could come up with for tense, stressful music. For those not in the know, Tetris 99 is a version of Tetris where 99 players compete using skillful maneuvers to send other players rows of garbage blocks. When there's 50 players left, the game switches from one Tetris A arrangement to another, which, notably, is based on the classic Russian folk song Korobeniki. But at 10, it switches to an arrangement of another classic Russian piece, Flight of the Bumblebee, by Nikolai Rimsky-Korsakov, and it just works so well. Jurito shares a tale. I've been thinking about this one a bit. I tend to be a lazy, relaxed, and casual gamer, and it has been a while since I've been stressed out and frustrated by a game. I had to go back all the way to my university years when I was playing Secret of Mana. While I enjoyed it a lot, and most of it was a lot of fun, there was this very obnoxious boss at about a third of the game. People who played Secret of Mana probably know exactly what boss I'm talking about. Spiky, the most annoying and cheap striped tiger you will ever meet. Apart from being an annoying boss, the tension increases a lot by the game's boss music. To pay tribute to the stressful moments full of urgency from 20 years ago, I could only submit Sagnushrud's excellent speed metal take on the theme that was featured on Resonance of the Pure Land.
from Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 Remix, The Deep End, submitted by Genghis Danny. The most frustrated I've been in a game recently was when I decided to play through the entire Kingdom Hearts series, watching the final mix movies instead where applicable. I don't think I've ever seen a challenge level spike the way that it did on Ursula in the original Kingdom Hearts. This track will forever be ingrained in my memory as I heard it for hours on end. From UFO Enemy Unknown, The Menu Music, submitted by Aino Cascatello. I've been playing UFO Enemy Unknown in August as it was the game of the month for the DOS Game Club podcast. The best game made if you ask me. Very hard to pick the one track to represent the intensity and suspense this ad-lib masterpiece offers. From Super Mario Bros. 3, the Dark World theme, submitted by Lion Tamer. 
eight bars, but nervousness like you wouldn't believe, especially when, finally, getting to world eight for the very first time. I just had to stop and stare, thinking, whoa, what am I gonna do now? said, don't mess with the Super Mario All-Stars version. Yeah, that's disappointing. via Twitter selects a tune. The Jack Battle theme from Final Fantasy X. You know it's getting serious when a fantasy game suddenly goes metal in the end game.
next episode's playlist theme is underground music. Caves, caverns, and mines abound in the vast worlds of video games, and with them comes a variety of music, some with very similar aesthetics and some with striking divergences. Let's hear your favorites. Thank you to Aino Cascatalo and myself for scripting this episode, to Gengistani and myself for hosting segments, and to Aino and Rexy for editing, and to Steven for managing our uploads. And again, thank you to all of our listeners, our playlist submitters, and to all of the people who have given feedback to the podcast or the remixes featured. This episode's lyrical wisdom... They call me Gato. I have metal joints. Beat me up and earn 15 silver points. <laughs>